Welcome to The Adult Table, a podcast where we sit down with people in the SACE and our STEM community. We set the virtual table to bring in a diverse set of guests to engage in a casual conversation on their professional career and life. With this podcast, we hope that we can bridge the gap between the hierarchy involved with growing up. We can redefine what it means to be able to figuratively sit at the adult table. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason Chin. And I'm your other co-host, Jenny Chung. Today, our friend Manaspi Savani joins us at the adult table. She has been a part of SAFE since 2018 and has held several positions during her time at the University of South Florida and is currently the South Regional Manager. Um, right now for where she is at City as a software engineer. So Manaspi, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you mind giving the listeners a brief introduction of yourself and your pronouns? Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Manaswi. Um, My pronouns are she and her. A lot of people don't know me. I actually grew up in India until uh, I was 14, then moved to the States, um, did my high school here, then went to college. I did not know what I was doing back in college. <laughs> Started off as a computer science major. I'm the first one in the family who went to college. So yeah, first generation. Going into college, did not know what I was doing. So I was like, I need to learn a little bit, a little bit more about engineering, what I want to do in future. I still have four years ahead of me. I need some family friends who can help me throughout the process of engineering. So the first thing I saw a flyer was about SAIS. And wow. yes, that's uh, <laughs> when I was like, oh, SAIS, cool, Asian scientist and engineer. Why not to join, go to the general board meeting, general member meeting? Went to the first meeting, everyone was very welcoming. So that's where I was like, okay, I love the eboard people and the members were very welcoming too. So it was it was a great experience, the first event. And then going to more events. That's how I got involved in SAIS. And from there on, there's a lot I did throughout my years in SAIS. Besides that, my family is from Gujarat, India. There's a lot of different cultures in India. But yeah, my family's from Gujarat. That's a little bit about myself. And currently, I work for Citibank as software engineer. Been working since a year and a half. So yeah, that's about me, a little bit about me. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for the introduction. And just curious too, like, well, first off, congrats on being like a first gen student and graduating. That's like an awesome accomplishment. And I'm really curious to know kind of how that journey was like through high school, like approaching college. Like how do you even go through that process of choosing South Florida, choosing CS as a degree? I'm sure like that was kind of a, a big process for you to get through <laughs> yeah so back in india we went to catholic school so was already a little bit aware of how the americanized um schooling works so that was a little bit easy when we moved to america then started high school high school in my opinion was a little hard for me because like it's it was a new it was a new role for me coming from india moving no friends going into a school where I probably don't know anyone beside me. But when there, first year was a little hard, but then I made friends. It was easy. Took a couple health classes and I took AP Computer Science. There, That's where I was like, okay, mm. I kind of want to do computer science. I am not into medical field. So that was my second best option to go for computer science. Mm -hmm. So that's how 
I chose computer science as a major. After that, when it was time for applying to colleges, applied to couple, UCF, UF, USF. My older cousin, she went to USF, so kind of went through her steps and chose USF because I visited her a couple of times when I was in high school. And I really like the campus. The one really good thing about USF is the greenery. We have a lot of greenery at USF, the campus. Mm-hmm. I just fell in love with campus. And I was like, if I want to go, I would really pick the camp uh, USF compared to the other schools. So that's how I picked USF. And that was a little bit of the journey. But it wasn't hard. It was hard, but it was easy too with the family and support. That's great. Yeah, I know like, uh, well, I was reading your uh, role model article and you mentioned, I think in the article that you kind of didn't even know what engineering was yeah. in the beginning when you were like choosing your major and stuff like that. So what do you think now? Because <laughs> now that you've been working in the field and then versus like what you kind of expected when you were in school, you know, from that bridge from being in college to actually being a professional, like how was that transition for you? It was quite a difficult because but it also made it easy when I started with internship because when you're doing internship it's a learning process for you for in the real world so I think the internships really helped me to get where I am in my first company I would say it's challenging if you don't have any internship or like any experience if you also don't come from that background it's a whole complete world outside of college because college teach they teach you everything but they don't teach you like how real world works like they will give you basic not like a lot of knowledge like technical knowledge but like until you put up like there's a lot outside of the industry but I think internship and joining says doing all the workshops really helped so what do you think has surprised you the most in like your first year of working um the most surprising part is like we have to work back in college you're just working with the same age group right Mm. like everyone's just from 20 to 25 or max 30 you don't go above that but you go into you're into company working full-time while you're 22 there's a 60 year old who's also working on the same team so the age gap is a lot but like you're you're making them as your friends at the end of the day because you're spending, what, 40 hours of your week with them. So that was one of the great things. Like, wow, now I have a friend who is actually 40 years old. We eat lunch together at work. (laughs) Um, And the second thing is when you're back in college, everyone's the same age as you. Everyone's still learning. But when you're at work, everyone's older than you, experienced. You get a lot of knowledge. Just, like, asking them any questions, but I know as first year, you're always so scared that if you ask a question, they will think, oh, you're, st- you feel stupid asking questions. <laughs> you're just there and be like, oh, they all know so much, but I don't know anything. But I have learned that if you ask questions, they're always, always so happy to answer them. And that's what they always want for you to ask them questions so you can learn at every step. But if you hold that question to yourself, that's not good to you and that's also not good to them so yeah that's what i've learned always ask questions whenever you have a question even if it's a dumb question there's there's a thing there's no dumb question it's just a question mm-hmm. so, um, yeah yeah fair. <laughs> i think <from laughs> experience as well 
Like you, yeah. you always hear people say that to you. You're like, oh, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like there's no dumb questions. But then we had a guest, Larry, on. He, there are different tiers of dumb questions. Um, because <laughs> there's always yeah. a situation where that question is okay, but you have to find the right time and place to ask that question, whether it's dumb or not, I guess. There's no dumb questions, but there are dumb questions in certain environments, I guess. Yes. It's a case by case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like normally, maybe just in my experience, like on your team, there's not as many dumb questions. Like on your team, it's really like they're trying to make sure that you're up to speed on all the things you're doing and can understand the processes that make it faster to help your other team members. I feel like there's no dumb question in that sense. But then, yeah, if you're like surrounded by executive people or stuff you're not trying to ask like the most basic things <laughs> sometimes but yeah you're right like I think like asking questions like kind of shows that you're having the mindset of like thinking past like your your first task or like just like the the responsibilities like right in front of you which is which is good they they want to see that you're actually caring about your work and caring about the steps forward mm-hmm. aside from just getting the work done I think it's interesting that you also mentioned that your team is spread up a lot like yeah. age wise, do you have any tips on making friends with people who are not necessarily your age? Because I think like kind of a joke between some of my coworkers is that like some of the older people, like they have kids, they're like at home, like they're not necessarily trying to hang out and go to the bars or anything, or their kids are so much part of their lives. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are in befriending some people at the office who aren't your age group. With that, the age group, yes, it actually affects a little bit in a way like they can be your friends at work, you know, hanging out with them and talking about different stuff. But like, as you said, going out with them, probably not that the case, <laughs> not the case. Um, but we do have like a social event sometimes at work. Everyone goes out together. We usually go out on like Friday after work and usually watch some games for events and just hang out like that. So we, we always like talk about sports. I never used to watch NFL. Started watching NFL since past two years because I was like, I need to learn something which I can talk about with people, right? <laughs> or else what am I supposed to talk to a 40-year-old or like a 50-year-old person? But I think learning on what they like and also showing interest really helps to build that connection between the older person versus you Mm. so yeah that's my take on on how to get connected I think I think show interest on what they actually like so for example I have I have someone who's like 45 year old he loves football he watches every single mostly every single game those in and out of football we both have different uh, teams which we like so we always kind of argue on oh no my player is better he's like my player is better so it's like there's a little bit of fun too while working it's not always about work mm-hmm. so yeah i think yeah yeah talking your shit are you like a tampa fan then <laughs> after you moved out there yes i am a tampa fan since i started watching tampa's tampa was doing great box <laughs> was doing great won their first trophy once after brady came they won the trophy but now they're a little struggling, but they're still doing good since past two weekends. <laughs> the comebacks here, for yes, sure. <laughs> it's really interesting that, well, for bonding with coworkers and stuff, are you in the office right now or 
Is like hybrid? Yeah, we we do hybrid. A hybrid? Okay. Yeah, because I recently just started going to the office as well, but my teams used to be full remote. And it's interesting meeting people now on my new team in person because I also was like trying to get back into like from quarantine and just like talking to people again face to face versus only on calls. Um, but also knowing how to talk to people of different demographics. So what I like to say is that it's always nice to have very minimal knowledge about every, like a lot of things <laughs> so that you could always connect with any type of person, but not, you don't need to like know, it's like, what is it? The expression like master of non-jack of all trades kind of thing, but for conversations. Um, mm. I was talking about some like this with someone recently about, I want to like have that depth of knowledge, but just like any tiny thing that people will be surprised that I would know about. And then I can carry a conversation with like anyone. <laughs> I think that's just me and like how I, my out view on like connecting with people. Interesting. I would like to connect to people. Yeah. Wait, you said depth, right? So you're yeah, like. More depth. Wait, no, not more depth. Sorry. Breadth. More breadth than depth. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, when you said death, I was like, no, no, no. I, meant, I don't know how you could jump into something like that. I was like thinking that. of the other <laughs> <laughs> Not, No worries. Yeah, bro. No, that's so true. I feel like everyone just like doesn't have the depth for a lot of topics when you talk to them, me included. But it's like weird because you're like talking to these people and you're like, oh, I heard this thing from that coworker, yeah. this thing from that friend. But like a lot of it is at that breath level. Yeah, I agree. So we want to ask too, like you working at Citibank, like has it been any different, like working for like a large, like well-known company, seeing like the benefits or like seeing or being under a company that, I don't know, your friends and family know pretty well, or it might be like kind of a, a big brand name. I would say all those big brands has a really cool career development programs, which mm. not not every company do have them when you're starting off careers. So when I started working for City, I I am still on that program. It's a it's a rotation program. You you are rotate once a year, and it's a two year program basically. When you're starting off, it's really good because you you're you still don't know what you like because there is a variety of things in software engineering. Just not one. You cannot stick to one, right? You still want to explore a lot, and I think this rotation program helped me a lot. My first rotation was literally all on database. So did SQL, Python, and stuff like that. Mostly everything was SQL-based coding. And the role was also literally like database related. But my second rotation, which I joined five months ago, it's all Java-based. So a huge difference between both the teams, even how they work, they're one of them used a job method, one of them don't. They just assign you work. You're supposed to work. You have to finish it in certain time. But the second team works in a whole agile method. They have sprints, everything like in a proper way. So like you learn a lot switching in those rotations. I feel like big companies really have that opportunity for early careers. So that's one difference I have seen between my company and my family friend who joined a different one, which they don't have a rotation. They just join as a full time mm-hmm. in their early careers. So that's actually very helpful. And like the companies, 
big is huge so they have so many different opportunity not just this two even if i got into some another role it might be a way different than this two roles so it's not it's not like you're stuck with one opportunity and you have to work on one thing again and again even if you switch your team so yeah yeah i think that's the beauty with the rotational programs because i also wasn't one too and it's like not that it's like low commitment but it's like oh you know you're gonna leave so you want to yeah. make the most out of it but also, if you know you don't like it, that's okay because you know you're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how does the rotation program work at City? Like, after the two years, what's like kind of the next steps? Do you choose between the two, or you yeah, the- you can choose between the two, or um, you can choose a brand new team. Um, if they have any openings at a different site, you can switch the site too because City is spread out throughout America. Um, you can switch your site, you can switch your team, you can go back to your first rotation, you can stay with your second rotation, whatever's open for you or whatever fits to you. So uh-huh. that leaves up to us. We have a choice on if you want to go back, if they have space available for the person, then yeah, you can go back, you can stay, or you can completely go to a new team. Oh. So I know you're like only a few months into this like second year of the rotation, but like, what are you thinking? Do you think you'd want to go back to the first one? Do you like the second one right now? Or what's kind of your thought process for that? After working for both, I would like to go back to my first rotation. I actually enjoyed the database side of the engineering. Um, Mm, Not a big of Java fan. So Mm-hmm. I do not want to go that route. Um, in future, too, if I want to go, I want to switch it to PM roles. That's mm-hmm. my goal for the next five years. Get some experience, and by that five year hits, I want to be a PM. So that's the goal. Okay. Wow, you're so sure of yourself. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah. PM. You should look into a PMP certification. I was actually looking a couple of weeks ago because I was trying to do my research. By the time I get done with my second rotation, I really want to start focusing on what I want to do in my next two years. Do I want to stay at the same company? Do I want to switch to make the career move or not? So yeah, doing the research now. So how, I feel like I was never, okay, I feel like I was never like this motivated in like defining a, a plan, like a five-year plan or something. How do you find the motivation or like what's what's driving this i guess i would say my parents okay Um, i said it back in my role model interview too my parents are the most motivating person for me as i said we moved from india oh my parents my mom was a housewife and didn't work but moving to america she got a job. She's working full time now. Um, My dad too. We had our own business. He left his business for us, came here for better education and better everything. When they came here, basically they came with nothing. When they have everything in India, they left everything. They came here. Seeing them working at this age just makes me thrive more. Like if they came here and did for us, why would I not put in my time and energy when I have that right now Mm. for my career. So yeah, that's like, I think most motivating for me. So they're not putting any pressure on you really. It's like an internal. 
Yes, it's internal like satisfaction, right? Like when you're achieving and making them proud that okay, they came here to see us grow. Yes, and they are seeing that they are not just seeing someone who's stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love that. I feel like that's like a really healthy <laughs> relationship because sometimes you feel like parental pressure or like you hear that a lot. Yeah. Maybe more so in like Asian communities that direct pressure to kind of follow like certain career paths or follow certain goals or steps like in x amount of years but kind of just seeing that passion is like really cool yeah i mean they always wanted us to be doctors but <laughs> neither <did laughs> my brother went in that field but they're still happy with what we are doing and we are growing in our careers what we like so yeah they're so happy oh that's really good yeah do you remember how you felt before 14 when you found out that you're going to move to the US? Were you as like optimistic or thought about kind of what that would mean for you like for the rest of your life? This was this is this was funny thing because when I found out that we're going to go to India, I actually I made that decision that I wanted to come to America and uh, wanted to stay here. I was the one who made that this not made that decision, but my dad asked like okay so do you want to stay here or do we want to move to america and i was like i want to move to america because there's a different culture back in india and here and as i said i wanted to be independent and on my feet you know i did not want it to be dependent on someone i felt like if i was there i would be still dependent on my parents which I did not want it to be when I grow up. So I was like, I actually want to move to America. And my dad was surprised listening to that because he thought I would say no. <laughs> and he's like, cool, then yeah, we'll move to America. And after that, we're here. Damn. So my grand- my grandmother, she always says that because of me, they moved. So yeah, <laughs> I was behind us coming to America. <laughs> Wow. That's so funny in like comparison to Jenny and I, like we've talked about this a few times where we talk about like our majors in college and we're like, how are we supposed to make this big decision when we're 18 and you're making this decision at like 13 or 14 and I'm feeling good about that. <laughs> let me um let me tell you something about India. So in India, you have to make your career decision when you're in 10th grade. So how old is that? So I would say 16. Interesting. I was 15 and I was turning 16 when I was almost about to end my 10th grade. So, yeah. Oh, so is it so, like in school, they, they kind of like make you yeah. fill out something or something or like take some sort of aptitude test to figure out? It's it's completely different education, education system from America. How it works back in India is like 10th grade, you get certain amount of percentage out of hundreds, right? If you are into certain percentage, you get into science field or you go into a business field. Then in science mm. field too, you have to pick. Do you want to take a bio or you want to take go math math version of science? So math version is basically engineering and related to math. And bio is basically going to doctor field. So you basically deciding yourself what you want to do at 10th, like once you're done with your 10th grade and you're going into 11th. See, like junior year it's crazy 
<laughs> but over here, we don't know until we when we're in college what we're doing. So if you go down a certain path, that means you're kind of like you have, you to, have to. You can't really get out of it, right? Yes, you cannot. Because once you do eleventh and twelfth grade, you did math, right? You right. have to do engineering. You can't get into any med school at that point in India. Wow. Oh. <laughs> it's I wonder... a lot of different education yeah. system compared to us. Mm-hmm. Is it like common for people to want to switch industries past getting their first jobs? Like, you know how like, I guess here, that's kind of been more of a common trend of, of switching industries, finding something else that you weren't necessarily majoring in in college, but is that the same knowing that that's been kind of set up super early? Uh, for some people, yeah, it is kind of set up. That's how they're grown up. So like, there's no changing afterward kind of thing. Mm. Once you're in, you're in. That's like the mentality they have grown up and that's what they have seen throughout their life. So I feel like it's very, very rare chances that someone has changed their mind and went back and did a different major. Very, like, I have not seen in my family, basically, no one has done it or like who I have known so far in India. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe they might have gone from getting an engineering degree to going to a business. Yeah. But I have not seen anyone going from a medical field to an engineering field or an engineering field to like a medical field in between like during even college time. Because gotcha. or here yeah. we see, right? Someone starts in me- in medical school, not medical school, but like med program and then two years and like I don't like it I'll just do computer science degree and then get a job but I have not seen that back in India like that mm-hmm. so, yeah. okay okay well I wanted to also pivot to say stuff because <laughs> we actually have both the role models this year <laughs> this let's go <laughs> that's awesome wow well I wanted to ask you how your experience with that was like when you first were like, Oh, I'm in the running for role model, what that was like. And then after, you know, you got it, how you felt and then actually seeing, you know, yourself on the cover being interviewed. Like, what was that like? It was actually very proud moment. I would say seeing myself growing, you don't know how much you're growing, right? But you're still growing, but like you can't imagine by yourself. But when you see the steps going like slowly, you moving upwards and like now you're seeing your face on magazine and everyone around you saw that magazine comes up to you. It feels proud. Like that's when you know that, okay, I am doing something, not like I'm just there, right? You know, I am making the difference. Mm-hmm. And also, it's uh, it's funny because um, my parents always ask, what do I do for SAIS? Like, what do you actually do? <laughs> right? And I don't have, like, a good definition for them. But now when they see the magazine cover and see all the marketing materials, they're like, now we see what you've been doing. It's not like you're doing to do, right? You're actually very passionate about it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what was like your perception of people on the magazine prior to you ever being like oh I could maybe be on the magazine 
know the people. No, I'm just curious. Jenny's talking about herself. She's like, what did no, you think when me. you saw me no, on the magazine? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in general, right? Like, yeah. I didn't know that role models were on the magazine. I was like, oh, who are these people on the magazine? But then once I became more involved, then I knew that it was actually people within the community, right? But I'm just curious as like what your perspective was as like a younger space because I feel like I've been at CISO for a long time. So I'm always curious to what are other people's perceptions are of like what the magazine was to them and like how it's evolved, I guess, over the years. I would say like, as you said, um, when I was back in college, I did not know what magazine, what a space role model was at all. No <laughs> clue. I thought they're just some people who are there, right? Yeah. Like, you know, on the cover photo. But then the first time I actually showed interest was when Amy got selected for the role model, right? I saw her magazine cover. I read her bio and details. And like, I have worked with Amy in past because Amy was RM when I was a president back in college. So after that, I'm like, actually, it really shows as a leader, right? Reading their bios. Afterwards, I started reading the bios and, I'm, and I see like, wow, these people do so much even after getting out of college. It's just not, SAIS doesn't end mm-hmm. after college. There's mm-hmm. more to SAIS when you leave college. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is actually something inspiring and a proud moment for the person who's on the magazine. So I'm like, yeah, this is something probably in future. I mean, I never thought I would be there. Mm-hmm. I have never imagined myself. And when I got the email that, oh, you have been um, nominated for running for a role model, I'm like, oh, wow. I had to read the email three times. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, wow. I am honored um, and also feel respected, proud. So I was like, I have done something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. awesome. what, about, what about you, Jason? What, what do you think? <laughs> I think I only knew about it when you were on the cover, <laughs> Jenny. And I was like, oh, this is actually like a really cool thing. But I think at that point, too, I was just a student leader. I was never president of Northeastern States or anything. So I was just like, that's kind of hard. Jenny's like, this celebrity in space like I'm not. I'm not I'm not there so whatever that's a wholly different thing but that's really cool to see that like I know that person but I think like once I started volunteering I was like oh, okay I want I think I had like a couple things that I wanted like to try for and I was like okay like role model that's like something that I could like go for I think that's something like, reasonable but yeah I don't know I don't, I don't think I was like really expecting it until I got it and I remember seeing the people from this year and the people from or the year that we were nominated and like of previous years and everyone's just so involved in SAIS and has done so much. So I was just like, wow, like, I don't know, like, I feel like I did a lot, but everyone else has done like so much. So it's kind of cool to just be in that same category and to actually get there is like, yeah, I, th- I think proud is a good summation of how I felt. And now it's like something, something like tangible I could take away from SAIS. Like, I have a physical thing that I could take away from it. Like when you're RC or whatever, it's like, oh, cool. I helped this chapter go through X, Y, and Z, but it's kind of cool to, kind of see yeah something something in your hands you know um yeah yeah for sure i am curious too manosby what was kind of your experience at national convention this year being on the on the magazine do people recognize you like right away i know like a lot of the volunteers are kind of (laughs) being fun with it but curious to know from your point of view yeah um 
someone from one of the company recognized i'm like wait you were on a magazine right <laughs> and i was like yeah hi <laughs> um, the person was christy christy she was our i think first rm or for south she was our um former rm christy Hurida, she works for Boeing now she came up to me and she's like I am loving, like, you know, you, you, I've seen you as a chapter president. Now you are, like, you are a volunteer back. Um, I wanted her, wanted with her before. Um, and then she's like, now an RM and you are on a magazine. Like people coming up to you and telling you that, wow, I'm so proud of you. That just, that was a great experience at NC. If I, I feel like if I haven't seen people or I wasn't, at NC, if I missed out on NC, I would have missed out on all those memories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish yeah. my conference wasn't virtual for when I was on the magazine. Oh. I would have just been carrying around and be like, look. <laughs> Actually, I did not know that we had a poster at the career fair. Or I would oh, have yeah. I don't, no one told us that. I guess you should have just taken it. If, oh, they. <laughs> but Randy took a photo, so we still have the photo. <laughs> Taking it would have been interesting. I don't know where I would have put it, <laughs> put yeah. that in my apartment. <laughs> it's like a, right I don't know, it looked like a ten. It was like a ten foot <laughs> put it right tall there. poster. <laughs> yeah, I could see that, Jenny. For you, you're just like carrying around your own marker that you know looks well for like a signature, and you're yeah. just like. Oh yeah, you want me? Yeah, I'll I'll sign it for you. <laughs> I just go up to someone like that's not that doesn't even care. Be like, okay, you're welcome. <laughs> like, who the f was that? <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was kind of cool. Like, yeah, they had the poster at career fair, which we just said we didn't see in person, but like we know it was there. And then they had like some of the awards for the professional people, their service awards or whatever. And they had like the cover of the magazine attached like with their award too. So like we were kind of just everywhere. It was kind of funny just like turning around. I was like, oh shit, like yeah. <laughs> they're actually using our photos for a lot of stuff. You guys are the yeah. face of face now. <laughs> you got it for one year until Randy Randy blesses our uh, magazine. Is that, is that known to the public? I don't know if we're oh okay. Are we lost? Yeah, yeah. They announced that at the Okay, they did okay at the convention. Yeah. Oh right, because this photo shoot was at the convention this year yeah yeah in person yeah. Photo shoot for the first time yeah <laughs> oh yeah how was that experience the photo shoot and stuff because you guys had to do it separately of course but how was that professional photo shoot it was very interesting for me because i'm just like pretending poses that oh someone's gonna be there like while sitting <laughs> 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 yeah this photographer we we're taking photos and he knew that two people are going to get put in together. So mm -hmm. he's like making me do certain poses. And I'm like, this feels so weird, like taking photos alone. <laughs> and then when you see the magazine, you're like, okay, there are two peoples. But actually, I took the photo by myself. There's this one photo I was just sitting. Like, I don't know, my, my legs were like crossed. And I was just like in a boss boss way. And uh, the a photographer was like, okay, so whoever's the other role model will be standing behind you. It will be such a nice photo. That was actually my favorite photo of mine yeah. from the photo shoot. But they didn't, <laughs> they didn't use it. Uh oh. Can, can we photoshop it ourselves we can well we got Why? a marketing team we can we can just send a photo our way we're gonna we'll do it for you 
my my Photoshop skills end at Snapchat, where you could like cut the <laughs> cut the little <laughs> image. <laughs> MSP. So. <laughs> Damn. When you were saying that, like posing together, I was kind of imagining your arm is like out and it's just like <laughs> into empty space. <laughs> um, yeah, he he kind of maybe took certain poses, but not like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That no. was it was interesting. I don't know how was your Jason. We never talked about it actually. I felt so awkward. I was like so hyped the whole time because I was like, that was kind of the running joke. I was like, I did it just for the free photo shoot. Like that. That was kind of like the thing. And I was like, okay, I got like a new suit recently, so I could wear that. And it was just like, okay, turn slightly to the left. All right, turn slightly to the left again. Turn slightly to the left, and it was like it was like a, hundreds of photos of just very minor changes. I was like, "Oh, this is like really weird." Luckily, like my photographer was just like really friendly, and he was hyping me up. He's like, "Oh, that's great photo! Like you're looking great!" Oh, like yeah. so kind of stuff like that. And I was like, "I was like, I know you're just saying this, but I appreciate it because I'm just like, okay, this it kind of like breaks down the wall." But I've never like had anything like that at all, like a photo shoot, even like with friends or I know like sometimes for clubs on campus they would have like a photo shoot for like their team and stuff and like we kind of did something like that but not like more like profiles or like personal photos so that was just like a really new experience it was a bummer that we couldn't do it together yes yes we did it at retreat yeah 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 (laughs) yeah I'm glad like even though I'm technically not like a national volunteer anymore that I got to meet you during retreat and convention after. So it was still like, Oh, okay. Like I got to know who like the other person was and I'll see you in December too. Oh, I yeah. Going to Chicago. Yeah. 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 About this trip. <laughs> <laughs> Oldies. <laughs> but yeah, kind of back to like Sace. I know we kind of talked about, your journey and growth into becoming the role model but I think we were kind of curious to know why you originally joined like the volunteer team and specifically also jumping into the RM role I know personally from like seeing the other northeast RMs that it's just like a really big responsibility and there's like a lot of time and effort that goes into it so I was just curious to know like how you felt going into it and now going into like year two what you're trying to kind of get out of that role when I was back in chapter level i did multiple different things um hosted conference twice when i was at usf did a lot of regional conference planning a lot and then i was president after that i was like i just don't want to end my sace career here as i said like when i saw amy's photo on magazine it's like sace just does not end there and my mentor and someone from usf jennifer Wu, she also joined south team as an rc after seeing her doing all the volunteer stuff for sace i'm like this is something i would want to join like after even i get out of sace that's why i was like i joined as a pc the first year that was my first role as a volunteer in SAIS and PC is something which is close to a regional conference because um, PC are basically the one who are looking over a chapter who's hosting the regional conference. And that role suited me more than the others at that point, at that moment, because I, ca- I just came out of hosting a regional conference. So I was like, that's something cool. I kind of want to 
be that person who's also looking over but guiding them how to do a regional conference because when i was planning it i understand that it's a it's a very big responsibility hosting mm. a regional conference and i have the knowledge so why not to help out the other chapters when they need that an advice or someone who can help out who has already planned something so that's how i stepped in and then next year it was time to select a position again if you want to stay or you don't want to stay you want to do the same i did regional conferences for like what now at that point three years mm -hmm. so i was like i want to do something more than just regional conferences thought about an rc for a little bit then i was like rc do i want to do rc and kelly reached out be like you want to be rm and i'm like um that sounds like a big responsibility but then she went down and she talked about it she's like this is what you do and our role is more of a logistic way and also like mentoring and rc role was more of like emotional support to the chapters <laughs> and yeah. i don't know if i'm a very good person at emotional support <laughs> but I, I i i do really good thing like i'm really good at logistics wise like if i have to execute something last but i can do that so i was like i think i would go with rm role than rc role so that's how i got into rm role mm -hmm. the first year the second year i tried looking for an rm but there was no no one wanted to be an rm but it was also not that oh because there was no rm i want to come I have to do it again. It was not that mentality. The mentality for coming back was um, we hosted a regional conference in person last year. So we met with the chapters and gave me energy like, okay, I do still want to stay. I still want to accomplish some more things than I did this year. So I was like, I will do another year of RM. Because I have seen that if you do one role for one year, it helps you, it helps you grow, but the second year is perfection, I think. Or like, mm. you know what you're doing. Yeah. So that's like one more year and we'll do one more year. So here I am doing the second year as an RM. <laughs> but is there a third year coming in? <laughs> that's where I don't know not about that. Mostly, <laughs> no, because I would like someone else to have that opportunity now because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. third years are repetitive and and in volunteers i feel like if someone wants it that year and you still hold on to that thing you lose that person and the other person also loses that opportunity mm. I think. but i already experienced it if i lose this person next year that person's never going to be an rm never get an opportunity because that person would be like okay i'm retiring now i want you for three years anyways now so right, right. I don't want the other person to lose that opportunity either. So I would rather move my step back and give that to someone else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Gosh. so yeah, mostly not retaining my third year. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with like the second year. I I wasn't in the same role, but the second year it was just like okay, now I'm used to just the idea of having these virtual calls, being on this like specific team, working with these chapters, and it's really a way to hone in on like the goals that I kind of set my first year because the first year was just like trying to figure out anything at all everything was so quick everything was so like 
on the fly that I was just like figuring out as I go. But the second year was really a way to like, okay, this is what I could actually do with my time volunteering. Yeah. It felt like a little more satisfying in that sense. Do you think like being RM has changed your idea of like wanting to be like a PM? Is it like similar managing that? Okay. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of that's what I want to do in future came out of says because like I do like leading like not leading but managing stuff and that put me into PM role I'm like okay I think I can do PM role I don't want to code <laughs> I don't want to be at the same place or like just in front of intelligent just code mm -hmm. yeah before we kind of pivot off to some other like adulting stuff I was curious to know if you have like a quick best argument on why you think the south region is the best because there's always arguments on it oh and there's God. always fights <laughs> just the quick like 20 second why is the south the best want to hear it straight from the, the leader south is the best because we won seven out of nine awards this year there <laughs> 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 we are damn fair enough all right all right other <laughs> regions you heard that <laughs> Call out. I'm sure other RMs heard me. Dude, I swear there was like a Texas chapter going up every minute during the ceremony. So yeah, like I said, like I think we like to do kind of like a professional talk and also safe, but also just want to get to know you outside of those fac facets of life and how it's been quote unquote like adulting and just uh, curious to know kind of how like you've been balancing outside life with work and SACE. And I was also curious, like since you graduated in 2021, do you feel like you've kind of like entered a new stage of life or it's been like a little different since it's kind of like fresher or like with COVID or anything like that? I definitely think I have stepped into a different world because I pay my own bills now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little rough. But it also helps me realize that, okay, I am getting old. <laughs> like, you know, have to set up my water, have to set up my Wi-Fi. I was like, Dad, how do I do this? How do I do this? But now, okay, I got it. Like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah. I think that was a reality check when I had to do it. When I was moving, I was like, oh, no, I have to pay bills. I have to remember that I have to pay this three, four different bills every month. So yeah. <laughs> what do you do like outside or like after a work day? Like what do you typically do? I go to gym. I started working out since I graduated. And back in college I was very bad at it because it's just like my life's all over places. But now I have like a routine. I work. I go to gym for like an hour, come back. Have sometimes we have safe meetings, sometimes not. Watch TV. I binge watch Netflix during yeah. that hours, I think. Monday to Friday is usually like basic routine I go through. Weekends, I hang out with my friend. My family lives like two hours away. So once a month, I go visit them on okay. the weekends. So yeah, that's that's about it. That's how I, I spend my time outside of work, says, yes. Mm. You mentioned like your family being two hours away. Do you have any thoughts of like, moving outside of florida to like a different area obviously that'd be like further away from family and all that 
yes, I want to move. People are going to message me right after this when I will say this or when they hear is like, no, you're not moving. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I do want to move. I have two options. Texas, New York. Oh, where, yes, York. where in like Texas would that be? Mostly Austin. Ooh, that's a good um, okay. Yes, I do want to move to Austin. I do not want to go further west because that's too far from home. Austin's like what two and a half hour flight. So I would mm-hmm. move anywhere up north or till where there's no snow or like a very minimum snow. So North Carolina would or South Carolina would be like highest peak if I have to move. Oh yeah, I thought you said New, New York. York. Yes, New York is just an exception. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's so much snow and so much cold up there. <laughs> New York an exception because New York is just New York. And New York is just a phase that I want to go before I settle in or before I like get married or like future. But I, I do want to spend New York like at least two years in New York if I can go to Austin or any other places. Mm. My I, I told my mom and dad, and they were like, no, you're not moving. But I'm like, I am moving. Sorry for the disappointment. <laughs> I think New York, I think I feel like people always want to move to New York just to like try it out. And I think people should. It's just like a, to try it and see what it's like. It's a different vibe for sure. Also the Northeast in general, I will say. <laughs> Very not chill sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like people are hustling out there. So it's a very... Yeah, but a lot of younger professionals are in that area too. So it's very yappy, yuppy vibes. Like people are always mm-hmm. networking out and about doing stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like so much good food. I am. Aren't you, Manasi, aren't you like a foodie too? Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> but actually, Tampa also has really good food. Really? Mm. So, like I think Tampa would be one place out of Florida which has the best food. What are Local they, best food. Is there like specialty things? Like what are they known for? All kind of varieties, but like I have quite a few spots which are like my favorite spots and I take everyone there. If you had to tell me, Extreme Taco is like very close to my heart. One place like I would never say no to. Oh. Like the taco place. It's a local taco place. It's really good. Whoever visits Tampa, whoever is listening and ever visits Tampa has to try Extreme Tacos. Oh, shoot. Yes. I got to add that. One of my friends is doing, like, medical school there. And I actually was out, out in Tampa, like, in June or something like that. But oh. we did not have that good tacos that I could remember. Next time, extreme tacos. Next time. Next one. All right. All right. For sure. <laughs> and in terms of traveling, too, I know you're, like, really big into traveling. So what's kind of, like, a trip that you are thinking about or like have already planned in the future that you're looking forward to i'm looking forward to a chicago trip oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's my next upcoming trip but i do want to go spain so bad like spain was my first on the list but i just i have to convince my friends to go with me to spain so i'm waiting on that but spain is my next trip i want to go wow Yes. Damn, you have to convince them to go to Spain. That's such a NPA school, and I'm like, oh, that's hard. The schedule. Yeah, they never. Uh, that's the thing too with with like being professionals. Like, no, you have to make sure people have 
like can take PTO the same time you can. <laughs> yeah. so, that's the problem. Yeah. But we're going to do it. <laughs> Maybe we all can go say strip to Spain. Good. Yeah. I'm actually planning on going to Barcelona yeah. like next year. Oh? I'm starting to save up money now. I think it's a good time to travel to Europe right now. Because mm-hmm. tickets are cheap and the dollar, the American dollar goes further or something. Or it's about the same right now, I think, conversion-wise. So oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, so many trips. <laughs> Why Spain for you? What has stood out about like your travel over there? You're wanting to travel over there. I don't know. I think the center is... I think I just saw a really cool photos around in Spain and I mean if we're gonna go to Spain we're obviously gonna go to near places and I do love Italian food and stuff like that so all of Europe or maybe not just Spain but like maybe somewhere in Europe mm, okay. and like I always like to go eat at different places so yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think we mentioned it a few times in some episodes where it's just like it's so easy to travel in Europe once you're out there like just like taking the train out there yeah just like going to different countries like it's so quick and so easy and like relatively cheap but yeah the Italian food in Italy obvious it's like an obvious statement but it's so incredible <laughs> and just to be just saying they only have carbs pasta mm. sauce that's my <laughs> food yeah that's, that's my diet yeah that's my diet yeah wine (laughs) (laughs) and wine and wine you're right you're right it's good because uh word on the street is monosophy doesn't like vegetables so (laughs) 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 do you have do you have any words monosophy about this (laughs) saying i don't like vegetables i don't like them on my pizza I like my pizza just with the sauce and my carbs cheese. That's that's all. And I do not like raw vegetables. That's that's all. I would eat any cooked vegetables, but not a raw vegetable. Would I have mm. to cut through my salad and eat it? No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> once I had once I had like a half lettuce just on my plate and I'm cutting the lettuce and eating it. And I'm like, this is not a salad, like this is not a salad. It was like mm. lettuce, like literally like a, a tiny lettuce, which you have to cut by yourself and like put dressing on and just eat lettuce. I'm like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not saying I don't like vegetables, but I'm just saying I like my Italian food without vegetables, just pasta sauce and cheese. I see. Mm. Okay. 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 <laughs> we, we have some notes and I don't know. Do you know what the 80-20 rule is in what is that? Could you explain it? <laughs> oh God! <It's laughs> That's probably came out on from my Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> um, my eighty twenty rule is: I was on a diet, not on a diet diet, but I was trying to live a healthy life with social life. So I was like, Monday to Friday, we're gonna be healthy. Go to gym, work, work out. That's my eighty percent, and twenty percent is gonna be like I'm gonna go out drink have fun with my friends so that's my 80 20 rule like you can never be perfect so you have to balance it out that's my 80 20 rule yeah 
I see. Okay, okay. <laughs> Daytime, I'm healthy. Nighttime, I'm not healthy. I get that. Oh. <laughs> oh, not, the, not, the, not the night, the day and night thing. But like, yeah, the weekends, I think, is like, you know, you can kind of, yeah, do other things. But it's it's too hard to be like solely very strict in like being super healthy or like exercising all the time. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, yeah, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, trying to find like something healthy for like a new restaurant that you're trying or something is like not the best route. I feel like mm-hmm. you're missing out on so much. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> rule always. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. So I think um, as we're closing out, we could start on our rapid fire section of the podcast. So, like we said, just kind of going quickly through some question just like really miscellaneous questions that we have which are just trying to go through a little quick but what is something that made you happy recently nc mm, okay what is your if you had to if you had to pick one okay i know it's gonna be hard your favorite food item or favorite food of all time so hard that is so hard <laughs> i i would go with like cuisine or food you cannot do either of course, I'm going to go with Indian cuisine. Okay. Mm. Is there a specific dish then, I, I, if you had to say? Yes. Um, pao bhaji is my favorite. I don't know if you guys know what pao bhaji means, but it is basically, it's it's a curry style, but like it has more vegetables to it. Okay. Oh, okay. And you eat it with the bread, not with the naan, but it's like an actual like dinner roll. You eat it with the dinner roll. Oh. Do you know how to cook that yourself? Yes. I learned it because I, I love that dish. <laughs> it's very easy to make actually you just like uh pressure cook all the wedges which you put in it you smash it and you do a little saute with onions and tomatoes and then just mix it and put like some curry leaves and stuff and you're ready to go oh it's very easy yes one of the easiest dish to make in my opinion mm. like an indian dish it sounds like it could be a good like meal prep like you can make like a lot of it yeah nice Okay, what is something that most people don't know about you? Don't know about me? Um, that I'm a tattoo. Nobody knows. Oh. You don't know it either? Usually no one knows that I have a tattoo unless, like, I tell them or, like, they really focus it on me. Yeah. Wait, where is it located? My ankle. Oh, okay. If you don't mind us asking, what is your tattoo? There are stars. I have three stars with different colors. So, yeah. You said different colors? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. But we don't ask why we got it um, and why, but yeah. (laughs) How old were you like when you got the tattoo, though? 17. Ooh. and is there another one coming soon no, 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 no. okay <laughs> my brother asked me like let's get a matching tattoo i was like no we're not doing that oh no there's, there's no second one coming because i also regret my first one. Oh, okay oh yeah <laughs> we were getting so excited about it <laughs> that was a childish moment like you know when you're a kid and you get it that was that moment i think mm. okay yeah 
any shows you're currently binging or would recommend? I started watching, this is going to sound not bad, but I started watching Formula One on Netflix. Oh, that show. Yeah, yeah. That show is so dramatic. Like, if someone's gonna tell someone was gonna tell me to go watch Formula One, I'll be like, "That's just basically car racing in circles." I don't want to watch that. <laughs> but actually, now after I'm watching the show, I started getting into it, and I'm like, "Okay, I might watch the sport." Mm-hmm. But if I was just gonna go and watch a race, I would be like, "There's no way I'm getting into this thing." But after mm. watching the show, they made it a little dramatic. <laughs> the yeah. drama really pulled you in. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you could add that to your, your Spain slash Europe trip to go see a race in person. That is true. That can be on the bucket list. <laughs> okay. Do you have a go-to drink? Go-to drink? Yes. Sace Fam gave me this, my favorite drink. I always take it on my, like... I have to take that drink on my birthdays. Like, it's a rule that I have to take that drink. It's my one of my favorite drink. It's not a drink, but it's a shot. What's the shot? So you basically, you take it weirdly. So you took Hershey syrup with you on your tongue, and then you take the peppermint vodka shot. Oh, it's like a dirty uh-huh. girl scale. <laughs> what the? <laughs> they call it. Yeah, the name. <laughs> Olive Garden mint chocolates, it literally tastes like that. Those shots literally taste like the mint chocolate from Olive Garden. Maybe it's not a dirty girl scout, but it's like a... What is a peppermint patty, right? What is that? Peppermint. Peppermint. Now I'm looking at what a dirty girl scout shot is. It's not it. I looked it up. It's It's a different... Oh, it's got like Baileys in it. Okay. (laughs) I I have done the peppermint thing with the chocolate syrup. Best thing ever. Yeah. Because I'm a person who like... I would not drink if it like it's very bitter or like I just can't get down my throat. But that is so easy to take. Mm, yeah, that's 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 something all my friends know. So mm. they make sure that I have that bottle with me on my birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a thing. I've done that before too, but I forgot what I don't know. Maybe it's called thin mint. I don't know. I forgot too. There's a name to that drink. Yeah, yeah. But I really like minty stuff too. I know what you're talking about. Peppermint patty, maybe peppermint patty shot. I don't know. I think I was thinking Girl Scout because they sell the Girl Scout sold cookies. <laughs> Not a dirty Girl Scout. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's it for a rapid fire then. With that, so one last thing we like to ask our guests before we wrap up the episode and in the theme of our podcast, what's one thing you did recently that made you feel like a quote unquote real adult or what is one adult thing you wish you knew sooner? The first thing I would say I paid my taxes. I did it by myself last year. That's one of the adult thing I have did by myself. And I wish I knew it earlier when I was back in college or I learned through that process because coming into like adult and be like I don't know how to do my taxes calling my dad so it's a little <laughs> rough but um I did it and I learned it now so I think that's something realizing like now I have to do everything by myself I, I can't go to my dad 
Mm. Yeah. Once you learned it yourself, there's no going back. It's, that's yeah. it. <laughs> now I can go and ask him, like, I already taught you. You're an adult. Figure it out. It <laughs> would be like, figure it out. <laughs> nice. But yeah, Manasvi, thanks again for coming on the adult table. Do you have any socials or anything you want to plug to the listeners um, for them to find you or connect with you? Yeah, um, I have Instagram. It's my first and last name. So reach me out to Instagram. I fun fact, not fun fact, but something I just started is a food blog page. Ooh. Yes, it's it's called Store with Savani. So yeah go follow it's i just started it so it's brand new i'm working on it but it's gonna be it's gonna be good yeah with recipes and more food i would say places we try on and stuff like that i'm gonna post oh do you also cook too yes i do okay the only thing i don't do is baking i'm very bad at it oh okay (laughs) but yeah that's something new i have done that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. All right. Go follow Manasby on our Instagram. And for us, don't forget to subscribe so you know when episodes come out. You can follow us on our Instagram at the Adult Table Podcast for updates. I'm Jason Chin. And I'm Jenny Chung. And we'll see you next time at the Adult Table. Thanks for listening. Bye.